Uh, welcome to Kilgallen's Pub, the podcast where I, comedian Joe Kilgallen, like to sit back, have some drinks with people, and recreate that bar conversation we all know and love. You can follow the podcast on Instagram at Kilgallen's Pub. Give it a follow on Twitter as well at Kilgallen's Pub if you want. No pressure. And follow me on all the platforms. I'm at Joe Kilgallen and everything, especially YouTube right now, damn it. Also, Patreon. Got a new Patreon dude who, if my fucking phone was working better, I'd give you a shout out specifically. So thanks to that guy. I'll, I'll hook you up. I'll, I'll send you some stuff adding some more stuff to the Patreon as we speak. But the YouTube, last week we added Chapter 1 of my special, Can't Complain. So it's the first four tracks and a nice, neat little playlist that I'm calling Chapter 1. Chapter 2 will be out tomorrow, Thursday. Toby, my guest, who I'm going to introduce soon, is looking at me like, Joe, today's Tuesday. They're listening to it on a Wednesday, though, man. Okay? I, I literally didn't even put that together. All right, well, I'll get to Toby in a second. The guy's great. He's making his return. Uh, so check that out. A lot of people have been liking it a lot lately. Um Getting a lot of new subscribers, a lot of good comments, so it's it's making old Joey feel real good, and it should make James Webb feel good. That's my producer. What's up, James? What's up, Joe? He is the head of the People of Comedy Network. That is the network you're listening to this on, hey. full of other great podcasts such as Legal Aliens, yeah, uh, Gib Gabs with Rebecca Gibson, yes, sir, uh, Hillary, Hot, uh, Hillary with, with uh, Todd Massey and Bobby Bunce, and Toby, my guest. You have a great podcast. What's it called? Uh, we're on hiatus. On hiatus. All right. <laughs> I'm well, telling you, dude. We can come back whenever you want. I know. We gotta. We well, we gotta get on the place where the people listen to the shows because we got banned for being too real. We did. You guys got banned for real? Yeah, we did. iTunes won't let you have a show with the name shit in it, which is. But, but, it's very but, childish. But guys we very fucked, lame come town, all good. But yeah. but me. They're... Well, guys we fucked as a little star where the fuck did we did this? We did the same shit. Yeah. They... <sighs> yeah, they won't let you do it. Oh, look at that. Oh, motherfuckers. Fucking, whoever had an Apple, maybe. Um, it's Obama. Maybe loosen up a little bit, Apple. It's Obama. Maybe loosen up a little bit, <laughs> Apple. I mean, you're a company that has people committing suicide from working in your factories. You think you'd. Have a sense of humor because that's hilarious. No, it's not. Hilarious. I don't know where I'm going. I don't know where I went with that one. That's a different division of that Apple. That was too. not my intent. Dude, I get everyone. it though because my iPhone makes me want to kill myself every day. I had to unfollow a guy because he posted a selfie. It wasn't even a selfie of him. It was shirtless and it was his reflection in a fucking car. And he was like, great looking car. And I was like, you're gone forever. Yeah, that's a good one. Is Egregious. That, is that the phone's fault though or the guy? It's fault. It, the, I blame the phone. You blame the phone. <laughs> I, blame, right. I blame the phone for what it did to the guy and what it's doing to me. It's, it's, it's very dad of you in a way. You know what I mean? Oh, I, yeah. My dad had stuff like that where he blamed the I remember getting a flat tire once. And my dad's like, what'd you do? And I'm like, the road. The fucking road. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't see the screw. And I'm afraid, well, you better look. I'm like, okay. That's well, what I'm scanning pavement for. Well, I got, I, got, I got a real mean case of road rage. I threw a bunch of tacks in front of the car. I did that. You know what's really funny, actually? After a softball game, I play in a softball league on Wednesdays with a bunch of my cousins. And uh, we were driving to the bar afterwards, and my cousin had a banana, and he took the banana peel. My other cousin was right alongside us. He was like, Mario Kart, motherfucker, and threw the banana. <laughs> and he played along and pretended like he skidded. It was good laughs. Good laughs, everybody. <laughs> the voice, though, is Toby McMillan, who's making his return to the podcast. I didn't give you a proper introduction. No, nah, I appreciate it. What Dude's up? Dude's a hilarious comic here in Chicago. The One of the best filmmakers in this city, too. Everyone's like Thank go-to you. guy for stuff. I have to thank you tremendously for uh, doing the intro to my album. The Thanks. Yeah, well, me and James collaborated on it. Yeah, you guys I did fucking, really I, I put something together, and James said, that's okay, and then redid all the graphics. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, James redid the one thing just to make it... No, it's better. He did a better job. Okay, well, it was frustrating. I'm not going to lie. I saw it, and I was like, oh, they changed it. The oh, it's way better. It's way better. <laughs> yeah, but that's the one change. The rest of it's all you. No, though. no, no. It's yeah. all, it looks great, dude. It looks amazing. Yeah, and well, I think you, what you're you doing were, is great. 37,000 views on that one clip. It's fucking that one clip, great. Yeah, yeah. really blown up, which is nice, that's though. Nice. 
little That's sex. It's nothing to shake a dick it at. Went, in one week, it went from twelve thousand to thirty-seven thousand. So Hell really, yeah, people yeah. Gotta check check out my YouTube, guys. I'm having fun on it. Yeah, also check me out. Check out my YouTube, Toby yeah, McMullen. Toby is great. You guys gotta check out Toby's stuff. Ah uh, man, dude, I got some fun shit I want to talk about. First, I know you're a big TV, film, all that kind of shit guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a huge nerd. I started watching Cheers again on Netflix. Were you a fan of the show Cheers? Lightweight. Like, I've, okay. I've seen it. My parents loved it. I thought it was fine. I was know? the same way for a while. Yeah, like, yeah. I knew it was good. I remember certain episodes being funnier than the other. But I never... Cheers was never a show I was going to go back and start episode one, season one, and go through it that way. Right. Because it's Cheers. It was a show you'd catch on reruns randomly here or there on Nick for and sure. Knight or something, you know? I popped on episode one of season one of Cheers because there was nothing on TV. And... uh it might be one of the best pilot episodes of any show what's, I've ever seen in my what's life. What's funny about that is that that's the go-to example for how to write a pilot. Is like, it? When I, I did a pilot a few years back, and that was the we, – we all, like – everyone threw in their, like, watch this pilot. Like, like we all threw in, like, ones in the hat that we thought were great. And every single person suggested that one, and all had to come back with the second option. Did, did you watch it then? Yeah, it's great. It really it, well, it does so perfectly. Obviously, most pilot episodes are not nearly close to even being the uh, show. The, the show, yeah, one hundred percent. Because it, it's really just about setting it up. I've seen Correct. pilots where I'm like, that wasn't very good, but then the show ends up being amazing. Seinfeld's pilot kind of sucks. Yes, you, you know, I mean, it, it, you get the the relationship between George and Jerry. Elaine's not even in it. Kramer's kooky, but not to the point where you're like. This is going to be one of the greatest television characters of all time. Yeah, a lot of shows don't even find their voice to like the seventh, eighth, maybe even the second season. Yeah, it's know? true. Something like like Parks season. and Rec, the first you know six episodes or whatever, they're kind of not even the show. Like when you watch it, you're like, this is funny. But then they that second season, they did, they did a sh- they were a mid season pickup, so they did a short run for the first season. When they come back that second season, it's like, oh, it's on. This this that, is the that's show. a good call with that show, especially. But with the Cheers one, I remember thinking to myself, I'm like, man. They nailed Sam as a womanizer. And I thought to myself, is that womanizer character kind of dead given the times we're living in? <sighs> Dennis on fucking Always Sunny. But that started before all this shit. He grandfathered in. Grandfathered in. Like Barney on uh, How I Met Your Mother, which that showed it a couple years ago. But that was a great womanizer yeah, character. Yeah, F is for family. Bill Burr's main, the dad a little bit. Not really a womanizer? A wo- he's not really a womanizer, but he's like misogynist. Misogynist. I mean womanizer being like that ladies man. Like you're Sam Malone, you're Zach Morris. That type of guy oh, that just yeah, yeah, gets yeah. ass. Yeah, just the pulls pussy. Yeah, yeah. Pulls, I mean, I like pulls pussy, but oh, you can't you can't grab pussy. But you, you can, can pull it. Can you pull? can you can pull. You cannot grab. Yes, <laughs> pulling is almost a little bit like uh, yeah. You pulled me in wonder. I don't know. I don't know. Pull. It's ladies. It's call into our hotline. Would you yeah, rather oh, the, grab the pull? Oh God, that that board is on fire. All those. If we had a hotline. That would be very up. dangerous. Uh, yeah, no, you don't. You don't see the. I mean, you had Barney on How I Met Your Mother, but also like they, they, they gay guy. Exactly, they kind of padded themselves that way. Yeah, I don't. I can't think of a pussy hound on a. Sh- I mean, Archer, but also grandfathered in. Yeah. They're ten seasons in. But the neighbor enough is for family. Who's the voice? Is who does the voice? Sam oh, Rockwell. Yeah, 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 he's nailing a lot of women in that. That's a pretty good character for that. But again, cartoon and it's Netflix and exactly, still, and it's seventies. They kind of. But what I liked about Sam Malone was, so I watched like the first five or six episodes of Cheers, and I think episode two, this gorgeous blonde who kind of looked like Rebecca De Mornay, might have been her actually, sits at the bar, and Sam wasn't there yet, and everyone's like, oh, wait until Sammy gets here, it's over, and Diane still doesn't know Sam, she's like, that's the type of woman Sam's into, and then they're all, all the guys were like rooting for Sam, yeah. and it did remind me that guys, we kind of do that, if there's a dude that gets a lot of women, we kind of are like, that dude's the shit, like we were, we're into that, Yeah. or I almost wish women were kind of the same way they're starting to get that way don't you think though yes i think women are starting to get which i think is was always 
the misconception on that whole double standard. Because they used to say it's a double standard where if a dude bangs a lot of girls, he's a player. But if a woman does it, she's a slut. I People say it's a double standard. If you look at it that way, yes, it is. Right. But it's it's not really the case. They're leaving out some information with that one. Now, if you, say, Toby, you were a single guy and you were running around just slamming it, my man, just like oh, Pull, all day long. Pussy. Just, wow. just pulling, pulling, the, pulling the puss in every direction you can, right? <laughs> I, I, and, I, I love, you're like one of my most uncensored, say whatever you want friends, and the hesitation on slamming it <laughs> was so great. You were like, you know why? Because I was looking for a better word. I know. It was really bad. It was trash. It was trash. The hesitation was I could come Soul. up with better than slam, but still I wanted to be fun oh, and crude God. at the like, same like, time. Like a, like a cop who's on his first undercover gig. Like, I'm down. Are we slamming pussy, yeah, pounding just... br- br- brewskis? Is that what we're doing? Yeah, I felt like a narc. <laughs> I felt like a narc where it's like I, I'm trying to fit in, but I couldn't. <laughs> As I was saying slam, I thought to myself, did I say that word already? You don't want to say too many of the same ones. You want to mess, mix it up a little bit. For sure. You want to shuffle it around. You know I mean, you want to, I don't know, just slaying? You want to slaying? Slaying feels like it's been, I'll, I'll come up. I'll be better, guys. Sorry. Anyway, uh, so say you were just. Crushing cunts, crushing cunts left cunts. and right, <laughs> just making them hurt. But, but consensually, <laughs> but consensually, everybody, I promise you, <laughs> they're into that. They asked, they said, "That's my thing." Right, but yeah. female friends of yours wouldn't think that was cool. Your male friends would be like, "Dude, that's awesome." Your female friends wouldn't think that's cool. So here's my theory about the whole double standard thing and how it's kind of wrong. When a guy does it, he's getting love from his own gender. Yes, but girls aren't loving him. When a girl does it. Guys are being shitty, calling her a slut, which is wrong. Not right. all guys, but some right. guys. Right. And women don't have her back. I think so that's, that's I, where it is. I, but I think women that's, hit each other's backs more. Than I think that's all on the outs, though. I think I think we're done with that's that. That's what I'm saying. I think I, I think now people are just straight fucking. And yeah. It's just like yeah, dog, yeah, dude. Get Hell fucking yeah. dicks erect and pussies wet, right? That's what I'm looking Fuck for. Fuck yeah. Uh, that's a line from one of my jokes. I feel fucking cheap even. Oh, that's fine. I recycled it. I recycled here. But no, that's what I'm trying to get at. I'm excited about it because in the past, when they're like, well, that's a double standard. I was like, well, it's not really a double standard. If you guys were just cooler with each other being that way, yeah. that'd be great. Yeah. Now, one female friend of mine said the reason we weren't is because you guys trained us into believing that was so wrong. We were always in competition with each other. Right. And it goes back, someone said, it goes back deeper to like cavemen times where. The women had to like compete for each other to see which dude would protect them from like a saber tooth tiger or something like that. Right. Yeah. So. And I, now it's like, does he have enough money for an Uber? Yeah. Yeah, man. Because those them streets is the saber tooth tiger, and that Uber <laughs> is whatever caveman's would get around on that thing that Fred Flintstone would use his feet to pedal. Yo, dog. Okay. After the Late Show Laugh Factory last weekend, I was outside. I was having a smoke, and I saw two. It had to be like forty-five-year-old guys get into an uber pool and i was like that's the saddest fucking thing i've ever seen in my entire life they're like, splitting an uber pool yes that is a little bad dog and the chicks who were and there was like two chicks in there and they had to be like you know they're like they're like 22 like like uber pool age you know like we'll save the four bucks on the uber for an extra beer at the bar or whatever but these guys have like mortgages and are fucking splitting the uber pool dude. No. <laughs> that's that so brutal you take the uber pools look fuck no I've done it once or twice where if like only because I've you know getting to a point where you're like I don't know if I've got enough money on my card right now I, to get the like if I'm doing an Uber like you know because I live like the Jefferson Park which is northwest side I'm right. like you know 20 minutes from downtown so if I'm going somewhere from downtown out that way it's like uh see I'm the opposite money's a little tight right now where, I when I have dollar Uber ride I I've, I made the decision to stop doing it because I just I fucking hate small talk I hate like I get so uncomfortable. 
that I just had to just cut it out to where it's like, I'll, it's worth it to me to pay f- f- even five more dollars to not to have to sit next to someone. Oh, I like I if I'm if I'm, you know, I think no, I remember what it was. I had it. I couldn't change the debit card on the stupid fucking app. Uber's right. app isn't very good. I don't think. Right. I, I, there was a time where it was, but I don't think it is anymore. But I've only done it like twice. And the one time now, again. Happily married man. Everyone knows that about me. But if you're gonna take a ride with someone, it's like it's like when you're on a plane and you're on the window and the Joe middle's hits, open. Joe hits the fucking lift line and starts trying to get his ring off. He's like, ah. no, 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 sweetheart. If you're listening, no, no, no. no but for real, it's kind of like one of those. Not things. even a fuck just for the attention. Oh yeah, man. That's what I'm talking about. You want to get that cheap thrill? You know, get a little flirt on at 2 a.m. when you're about to go pass out at home. What I'm saying is that, like, when you know, you're on a flight and there's the middle seat open, yeah, and you see people walking your way, you're like, please let be please a don't, skinny keep, hot girl, yeah, let it be a skinny hot girl that's gonna sit in the middle of this flight between me and that guy. You know, that's what you're hoping yes. for. So if you're in an Uber pool, you want to be around someone attractive, yeah. Or if it's a guy like, oh, be bulimic, you know, yeah, it's someone small tiny. person, you want a tiny, tiny person, someone you. If, if, push comes to shove you could you know choke them out if you had to yeah know? yeah yeah that's fun too but uh <laughs> i had it with in the two two uber pools i've taken the one girl got in the car and was very beautiful started talking and it took me a, f- a few seconds because my brain wasn't computing what was happening right but after a f- even maybe 30 seconds of hearing her speak I'm like, oh, my God, this woman has the worst breath I've ever smelled in my entire life. Oh, brutal. And that's why it took me a while because my brain was like, this doesn't match. Think of like, think of a really, really hot girl and the worst breath you've ever smelled. Dude, the bad breath is such a fucking deal breaker to me, dude. It just it shook it shook the foundation of my being in many a way because it's oh like this God. doesn't it's like um, it'd be like seeing like a, like an unathletic dog. Dude. You'd be like, this doesn't work. You're a dog. You're supposed to be able to like run fast and do cool stuff. And hot women should always smell nice. <laughs> Joe, you just got done saying that women complain about men having trained them to not have tons of sex. And you're like, if you're hot, you got to smell good. Those are the rules. I think all attractive people should smell good. I agree. If I see a hunk, some guy, some big hunk of man like James Webb. I always smell great. I am, bets, yeah, you better smell great, hunky man. I am middle of the road looks wise, and I am so self-conscious about my smell, dude. So self-conscious. Are you a big gum guy? No. Yeah, that's my thing, dude. I gotta have gum. Yeah, or gum like is key. Freshly brushed teeth. Brush your teeth before I came over here to hang out with you idiots. Thank you, dude. I mean, when Snapchat first came out, and it was really, and DJ Khaled was like really blowing up, and everyone was making fun of him for all of his like keys for life. There was one where he was like, and everyone was blasting him for it. Where he was, he had a big thing of like Crest mouthwash, and he was like, mouthwash, major key. If you don't, no one's gonna want to do business with you if your breath stinks. And everyone's like, this fucking guy bigging up mouthwash. I was like, no, that's great that advice. That sounds like that's fantastic, fantastic advice. That's so. I am so conscious of that now. If I'm ever going into any sort of meeting or anywhere where there's a potential for something good to happen in my life, dog, mouthwash for days. I have a kit in my car. I have a little small deodorant thing. Hell yeah. Although, word of the wise, when the weather's going to hit 100, that shit goes to hell real fast. <laughs> you can't do anything about the heat inside your car, and it will just... I took the cap off, and it just melts out of there. It's like, okay, well, this sucked. But if you're in a cold-weather city like a Chicago, it's good for a good eight months of the year. You just yeah, got to watch yeah. those warm-weather months. Deodorant, I have a little pair of tiny scissors because I get nose hairs that go awry sometimes. Oh. Snip the nose hairs. Damn, that's huge. Big. You could get those at like a Walgreens in the travel Fuck section yeah. mini, like a buck fifty maybe. Um, floss. 
A little floss kit's good. I gotta floss more. Yeah, everyone's gotta floss more. Even people who say they floss a lot could probably floss more. Ah, I gotta floss. I go in waves where I'm flossing like a madman, where I'm like, I am doing great. Four to five dentists want to blow me, you know, Dude, I'm, doing, I'm uh, killing it, and God. then I, I slip up. I, I, I floss. I look like I'm in round four of a UFC main event. Oh, dude. It's bad. I don't. Tr- I don't trust anyone if they don't bleed when they floss. Oh my you're god! You're supposed to a little bit. Yeah, you got. It's kind of normal. That's not even a thing. I mean, like if, if you're, you're losing, every day, if you're getting lightheaded because you're losing that much blood. <laughs> you might want to reevaluate. <laughs> I keep. I keep bags of blood like a vampire in my fridge for oh, blood man. transfusions when I floss. So what I say to recap: deodorant, floss, little scissors to cut your nose hairs, um, some mouthwash, a little mini ones. Guy, I don't have that, but I'm thinking about adding that. So DJ Khaled, or whatever his name is, yeah, good call. They make little travel ones, man. They're huge. That guy should have deodorant on. Well, they're tiny. Because that is a sweaty man right oh, there. Oh, he's massive. That, a sweat. that was another great line in the opener, the Cheers pilot, where um, so her fiance is leaving to go talk to his ex to get like the ring for it or whatever, yeah, which yeah. you know just already sniffed around, going, oh, this is gonna work out for her. And they're having a classic bar arguments, which is kind of what the actually now that I realize this show is modeled off after the pilot of Cheers. <laughs> The bar conversation they had in Cheers, especially yeah. those early episodes, was perfect, which is what I love about hanging out at bars. The stupid conversations that you don't know where they're going to go. 100%. Sometimes they could, could get deep. Sometimes they could just be like people yelling at each other. I, I've always loved right. them. It's they're, like a guy throwing someone through a window just going, Blade 3 is the worst movie ever made. And the yeah. guy's going through the window like, it's great. <laughs> like, suck my dick. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Keep that argument going. <laughs> And it's along those lines. They had somewhere like Carla was like, hey, this table over here is arguing about the sweatiest movie of all time. And so Norm starts yelling, oh, this movie, Buckets. Like they're just yelling what was the sweatiest movie back and forth. Yeah. And then her fiance comes back and, and Diane's like a grad student, real kind of like high society type, you know, really well read and everything like that. Yeah, she has $30,000 in the bank and everyone's like, ah, this highfalutin bitch over here. Yeah, she was kind of like real like, you know, press and highfalutin, whatever the word is. Fifth Avenue broad. And uh, he comes back, her fiance, and she's like, oh, thank God you're here. His name's like Sumner or some stupid name. Thank God you're here because they were having the stupidest conversation about what the sweatiest movie of all time is. And without blinking out, he goes, Cool Hand Luke. And everyone's like, yeah. <laughs> Damn. Such good writing. Yes, the writing was great. flawless. My favorite, my favorite Cheers joke all time is they all go bowling. And Norm is like, fuck this. I don't bowl. And he goes into the bar in the bowling alley and he opens the door and everyone inside the bar is in the bowling alley. He's like, Norm. And, <laughs> and, and they're all like, they're like, what? And he's like, I, I, I have a life outside of the bar. <laughs> like, yeah, it's great. My favorite, there's one episode of Cheers where, um, you know, they do those cold opens, which I love in shows, you know, just real one quick joke up front. There's nothing to do with what the rest of the story is going to be. Yeah. They're leaving and Woody is like, hey, don't forget, guys, it's daylight savings time. And they're like, what does that mean? Fall backwards? Or, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, it's one hour later than or earlier than it's supposed to be. So Norman Cliff are like, oh, so it's actually 1 a.m. right now. And, he goes, and then Woody goes, yeah, I guess it is. And they go, line them up. And then they walk right back to sit down. <laughs> like, You're not close. You've got another hour. And then there was another episode where, for some reason, Sam and Woody couldn't bartend. And they were thinking about calling in someone to bartend because they were short of bartender. And Carl's like, let me bartend. You never let me bartend. And then Sam's like, no, you make drinks way too strong anytime i let you bartend in the past it's been a disaster the next day i'm not letting you do it I'm like no please it will be different then it will be different she finally convinces him cuts to the next morning sam walks in the bar is an absolute wreck bodies are strewn about it's just like what in the world happened here everyone's obvious people are just you know, a wreck he gets a phone call and then and sam's like hello oh my god guys it's cliff and they're like yeah i don't know where you went he's like you're missing he's like he has no idea where he is guys he's like you know they're all worried and all this and sam's like describe where you are okay okay 
Cliff, you're in the office. And he hangs up the phone. <laughs> and then Cliff comes stumbling out of the yeah. office. This is perfect. This is such it's a great, great. Fun show. Dude, that's that's one of the one one of the one, like only things I miss about drinking is like being a regular at a bar. Is the best, bro. When you walk in and it's just free shots and just a good hang. It's that should be on DJ, whatever his name's. How do you say his name? Khaled? DJ Khaled, yeah. Okay, I said it right. He was one of those people who I still never heard one of his songs. Or maybe I haven't have. realized. You've heard all of them. You've, I've heard yeah. all of them. I just don't know they're yeah. him. Yeah, he just makes guys. the beats and then screams. He screams his name. Oh, so he's like Timbaland. Dude, Remember Timbaland was that guy? Timbaland rapped, though. Did he rap? I thought he would just go, hey, hey. He hey. was definitely doing more than DJ Khaled is doing. Yeah, DJ oh, remember that that uh, one Republic song? Uh, it's too late to apologize. He's just yeah. in the background saying like, "Hey," he just says one or two oh, things. That's great. What a great what a great career. What a good gig, man. That's like the relief pictures of uh, producers and rap. You do one little thing and everyone gives you credit, even though it's like, "Well, you got like six outs, dude. You didn't do shit today." Yeah, I mean that's like that's like Chicago. That that was always my rule. If if like you go drinking with someone, and I'd be like, yeah, where do you go? Like, what's your bar that gives you free shots? And if they didn't have an answer, I'd be, I'd be like, oh, you're not a real drinker. That is a good checklist. We should come up with a checklist of what makes someone a real drinker. Maybe we'll save that for a little uh, post uh, for the Patreon, everybody. How do you like that? But I was going to say, DJ Khaled, that should be on his list of way to be successful. Always have a local bar. When I was younger, I was really young when my dad said this to me. He said, you should always have a local bar. Because that way you don't have to call anyone to make plans. This was back in the day when you had to call oh, your friends. Oh, yo, that's you had to great. Make phone calls. You had to yes. hope they were home. Yes. Isn't that weird back yes, then? Yes, that's great. Because you're like, what, 27, 28? 29. 29. So you're still part Looking of. Looking down the barrel of some, 30. Uh, super bummed about it. Yeah, yeah, you get over it, though. 30 I was actually excited <laughs> about because I felt like that was like, oh, next step. Like my comedy's going to go in a cool direction now. 34, a little different. But, uh, so, but we're still same generation in the sense that we knew what it was like to have to call your friends. Yeah, 100%. You know? So, yeah, you had to call friends to make plans, hope they happen to be home. Yeah. Like, if you had a day where you're like, oh, I was stuck in traffic to get home to like 7.45, your friends were gone for the night. Yeah. You weren't getting a hold of anybody, and you were just like, all right, that's why you need to have a local, some bar you could walk into where you know enough people where you could sit at the bar, have a few conversations, some drinks, and then maybe your friends pour in later. That was uh, that was Keenan O'Reilly's for me, Ashland and Irving Park. Great oh, okay. dive yeah. bar, free pool on Thursdays. Shouts out there, great. We, we, they we, used to be called, um, they used to be called, Irving and Ashland Park, or Ashland and Irving Park. Yep. It used to be called AJ Hudson's or something, or is that further up? I don't know. They have a they have a special export sign. Oh, I know what bar you're talking about. A yeah. bunch of I was smoking I was smoking out front and these like by the long room, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Around the corner, but the opposite of the long room, where yeah. it's just like divey dive. Yeah. Great. Jameson rocks five bucks. I love shit. that. I love Great. bars like that. We uh, my favorite memory of that bar is I was like 19 or 20. And it was during the polar vortex, like the real gnarly one. Oh, they had the, I moved during that one. That was 2014. Yeah. I went no, on a bike no. through that. For that was 2014. No, 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 no. no. There was, uh, it, it was the first one where they got the crazy. Because I wasn't, I wasn't. Well, they shut down LSD, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's the one. The but it wasn't, but, I, sure. but I, I don't, but I wasn't, I would have been 24 in 2014. And this was before that. There was another year where we got crazy. It was crazy like winter, snow. like January of 2014. But okay, but this is a maybe not polar. Those winters go over years. They're like NBA seasons. Yeah. The winter of 94, 95. <laughs> you know? But this had to be this had to be 2009, 2010 that I'm thinking of. Okay, okay. And it was a really that early wasn't winter. called the polar vortex then. Oh. That word entered the lexicon in 2014. Yeah. Okay, then it was whatever. It was fucked up. Well, you're fucking liars. What we're trying to say. <laughs> yeah, Jesus, Toby. So it was like blizzard out. I was down the street at my buddy's place, which is right above Keenan O'Reilly's, and we're just. Yeah, yeah, and we're just, uh, we're you know, we're in his house, we're smoking weed, we're playing like Madden or whatever, 
and my buddy opens a door and it's like a cartoon right it's like snow is blowing in he's got he's all wrapped up with his scarf and he's he was dating a chick that was from out of town she was in town visiting they're taking us off she's like oh it's so fucked up he's like man it is a blizzard out there huh and we're like yeah he's like good thing we got all this acid in here and he pulls out a fucking case Fuck yeah! and we all drop tabs and we just we turn off all the lights throw up some candles and we start boozing we're just like doing shots shotgun and beers having a fucking blizzard party we- I've never done acid. What's acid like? The, the best. best. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Joe. It's you, the greatest. It's that pretty was great. pretty incredible. So we start. Two guys who were arguing about lights earlier were like, yeah. <laughs> so we're fucking peaking and we run out of booze. And we're like, fuck, what do we do? And we're like, I bet Keenando's is open. It's a fun little nickname for Keenan's. So we all gear up. We, we like throw on hella gear. To go literally two doors down because it was so gnarly out. And we walk in and there's a guy at the end of the bar with half a beer asleep on the bar. And the bartender's got his back to the bar watching TV. And he turns around and he just goes, oh, Jesus Christ. Thank finally. And just without saying anything, he puts a fucking bottle of whiskey on the bar and starts throwing down shot glasses. And we all just got bombed. And at the end, it was like, we're like, what do you owe you? He's like, yeah, 20 bucks. We fucking drank like $200 worth of beer and like yeah, and liquor. Dude. It was great. Yeah, drinking during like weather phenomenons, like stuff like that is pretty fun. Yeah. Like, you've ever been inside a bar when it's like pouring rain outside? It's just, there's something about where it's like, well, can't leave. Yeah, you're stuck. Yeah. Might as well have something more fun, right? It's your little home. It makes it where you got to like kind of hunker down a little bit more and it's dig in best. and really go after it. Yeah, that's great. My dad also gave me, I remember thinking to myself, man, that was such good advice that he gave me as a young kid. You know how he got me into math? James, stop me if I've said this on the podcast before. Not got me into math, but he conveyed why it was important. Math that or I, math? Math. Okay. Math. What the, where do you think? I'm not from Indiana. Uh, so I fucking hate Indiana. Math. Uh, I remember being a kid talking about like, oh, what, what do you need this for or that for? And he was like, well, multiplication you especially need. It's very important of all the, you know. Right. And I was just like, well, get a calculator. You know, I was being a smart-ass little kid. And he was like, all right, here's your scenario. You were to borrow with your friends. You're playing darts. You hit a triple 17. What's 17 times three? Quick, go. And I'm, you know, I'm like in third grade, so I didn't really know what 17 yeah. times three was. Off the top of my head. No, 51. And, um, oh, I thought you said 13. I'm retarded. I was, I was fully doing the math in my head real slow. Anyhow, <laughs> and he goes, all right, and you can't do the math quick enough. That rich girl at the bar who might have been watching you play darts thinking, oh, he's good looking. She now knows you're a moron and is like, I'm going to move on. Now you don't marry a rich woman, and she's going to take care of you. Know, he laid out this scenario Hilarious. of like a nine-year-old where it's like it's very important to be good at your multiplication tables because you never know if a rich woman's going to be eyeing you while you're playing darts. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Ace that test, though. Real good at my multiplication tables. Long division could go to hell, but multiplication, that's, that's key. That's where it's at. Yeah, my parents were the same way. They were like, have a drink. When someone says, what do you want, know what you want, have a, have a drink in the bag that you like and you can, you can hang with. And I was like, great, beers and shots. Yeah, those are perfect. <laughs> I was always a cheap beer and whiskey man myself, but I yeah. was always, if someone was buying me a drink, unless I thought they were going to go real weird with it, I was like, ah, I'll have whatever you're having, just to be easy and be right. cool. And they're like, they're like gin gimlet, and you're like, ow, you motherfucker. Damn, yeah. But what's your go-to wedding drink, though? Wedding drink? Yeah. Oh, I'm I'm slugging brews and shots. Still or, brews and shots? Or like whiskey. Some weddings you can't do shots. Yeah. You, you know what you do there, then? You get whiskey's neat. I've got so something about to say. Hey, that's what I was about to say. That was the that was that was the other move. If you wanted to seem like you're classy, but I'm still out to get real hammered, it'd just be Jameson Rocks. How long have you been sober? Oh, uh, year and a half. You don't Two miss it though, right? 
Or do you sometimes? Yes. Getting drunk is so fun. It's the most fun. It is. It's <laughs> great. No, you're doing great. Don't 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 fall off the wagon. Or no, I know. I mean, I, my life's going better than it's ever been. I turn a corner comedy wise. I couldn't be doing more better shit. I'm loving it. More productive than I've ever been. But oh, dude, every fucking I like day. The, I like the head on your shoulders right now where you're like, no, I can admit that it was awesome. I just wasn't good at it. Or maybe you were too good. at no, it. No, obviously you look at it too good, too good. Yeah, I I that I would go toe to toe with the hardest drinkers I know, and they'd be going to sleep, and I'd be like sitting there like I need more, I need more. I just I just I ripped the governor out of my brain. It was just zero to a hundred. Yeah, you got that's that's when you start to worry about the liver. But, oh yeah. You know, I'm very fortunate where I was. I'm not an alcoholic. I had stretches though in my twenties. I remember having stretches where I'm like, I can't remember the last time I went a day. Without one alcoholic beverage. Oh yeah. Well, and my thing was like, I w- I would be like, why are you having one? <laughs> well, yeah. I <laughs> mean, like, what yeah, exactly. We, what I are was, we doing? I could. I was always one where Never I could done. have one. You know why? Because I think I grew up watching reruns of shows. I was, I watched Cheers when I was a kid. I watched all these shows where people like your Archie Bunker shows, where a character would stop by for a drink and talk a little bit and then leave. Right. And I thought that sounded cool. You would hear stuff where it's like, oh, come on by for a beer or two. Yeah. That just seemed cool, you know? I remember one time my uncle came by my house and to drop something off or whatever, and he had a beer. He had a beer, and they talked a little bit and then left. Oh, that was that like... sounded cool to me. Yeah, and for me, like, let's go for one was like a bit. I would be like, let's go for one. And everyone would be like, yeah, one, right? And I'd be like, yeah, we'll go for one. Yeah, and one is code. One is code for like, <laughs> yeah, let's get at least a couple. Let's get fucking bombed, dude. You say stay for one more. never means stay for one no, more. No, it means exactly. let's go to a 4 a.m. Come yeah. on. Who knows an after hours in a weird house? Let's get fucking weird with it. I've been talking about on stage right now about the whole 4 a.m. bar, which is very unique to Chicago, right? And I do, every now and then I'll miss it. But for the most part, I don't. Because after a lot of shows... Comedians would be like, come on, we're going to go over there. You could come on, one night, come out. And I, I legitimately, I don't want to, though. Oh, they're always bad. Ties till four. Name, name one good 4 a.m. bar. The Oakwood is the only one I can name. Oh, my, Ma- I ha- Macho's just west of Dog, Damon. Or east I, of Damon. The, only, the yeah. only time I've ever left, it wasn't a Yelp review, but it was a, a, like a Google review. The only thing I've ever reviewed was the Oakwood. I gave it five stars. Good man. For being the worst service I ha- it was so bad it looped around to being fucking impressive. I went in there at like I was like I just want like a burger. They serve they serve food. See, I've never been there before two a.m. Dog. I went in there. I went in there four in the afternoon or maybe five. I walk in empty, completely empty. I sit down. I'm at the bar for no shit because I just started laughing and just, yeah. and just timing it. I was at the bar for fifteen minutes before someone even approached you. And I'm scr- I'm at the bar just screaming, just being like, "Hello, yo." Anybody just laughing my ass off. Let me tell the non-Chicago listeners real quick, the majority of you, that uh, Chicago has their bars either have a 2 a.m. license or a 4 a.m. license. And on Saturday, that becomes a 3 a.m. and a 5 a.m. So the 4 a.m. bars are open to 5 a.m. on Saturday and then the 2 to 3, like I said. Now, the bars that are 4 a.m. bars don't get a lot of business before 2 a.m. Fucked up. They're known as bars where it's just like, all right, this bar's closed. Let's go to that bar. They're like movers. You make all your money at the end of the month. Yeah, I don't know anybody (laughs) who goes to a 4 a.m. bar before 2. Maybe you'll get there at 1 just to jumpstart the crowd. I'm talking talking sun's out, and I'm in the 4 a.m. Wow. Because I just want a burger, right? And the guy comes in, and I'm just like, you guys do food? And the guy looks at me like, yes. Like, like, this is not a question we can ask. (laughs) So I'm like, all right, I want to get a beer and a shot and and a burger. And I sit with my beer and my shot. 
I finish my beer. And I'm like, it's like 10 minutes. And I'm like, well, I mean, how long does it take to make one burger? There's no one else fucking even in here. And then again, and clearly the guy working the bar is cooking this fucking burger, right? So he's gone for another 15 minutes. Finally comes back. No burger. I get another beer. And he's like, yeah, that burger will be out soon. Another 20. So it's 35 minutes. I'd say about almost an hour total I've been in this bar waiting for this, waiting for a, a drink and this burger for like 35, 45 minutes. He finally brings this burger out. It is a fucking hockey puck. <laughs> That is burnt to shit. Like, yeah, it's probably cooking for an hour. Dude, I mean, in a riot, this is what you smash the glass of the pawn shop to loot it with, right? <laughs> this fucking burger. Bun sucked ass. The lettuce was from 1985. Like, horrific. Worst burger I've ever had in my entire life. Fries were just straight gravel. I'm just chipping teeth trying to eat this fucking thing. And I just sat there laughing my ass off. And I pulled out Google. I was like, five stars, best bar ever. You Go- gave it five stars I for gave the it, story they gave you. I gave it five stars. And I said, all caps, get the food, can't be beat. That's great. I, I love the idea of someone using Yelp strictly for that reason. Because, I don't know, I hate that website for a lot of, of reasons. Of course, it's the fucking it's worst. the worst of people. Totally right. Oh, man. All right, so let's let's slide into this a little bit. Hell yeah. Right? If you want to mind getting to there. Hold on, let me turn my phone off. Um, 20. off. But, half hour um, into the show. Half, not, uh, I just wanted because I wanted to uninvited attention. Also, you notice when I said the whole thing earlier when it's like, ladies, do we prefer grab or being pulled? My phone did light up, and I'm like, someone listening right now? <laughs> we are live on Facebook, everybody. We do go live on Facebook, so make sure you uh, like my page there to check out the live streams if you're into that shit. Anyway, anyone in the chat room want to give a shout-out to? Uh, Chad McDaniel, as my man, always. Chad. Blowing it up. Love that dude. Loyal hey, out of way to Chatty. Woo-hoo. Good shit. All right, so you last month now, right? Yeah, about a month ago. About a month ago, you were in New York City for Skankfest. New York, Big Apple, which baby. is a huge festival. It was it was actually going on at the same time as Clusterfest, the Comedy Central Festival in San Francisco? Correct. And everyone who did both said Skankfest was better. Yeah, it looked better. It, the lineups look kind of better to me too. Like, Dude, it's oh, it was like, like don't, don't be wrong, Clusterfest had a great lineup too. But I yeah. think it's almost like Comedy Central's this corp. It's Skankfest is like this cool kind of it's, punk rock. It's the anti. It's the anti-industry underground. I mean, the best of the best of everyone who's doing it. A lot of people who have gotten love in the past, but are like fuck all that shit. And people who should have gotten shine, but don't get it for whatever reason. Um, and I like it was, the way you're breaking that down. It reminds me of like uh, an Animal House. The the proper fraternities were like you know. You don't want to go to that party. I'm dude. going to the Animal House party. Dude, yep. They, Minus they're the, the underage al- girl molestation thing that happened. Yeah, correct, party. correct, correct. Yeah, they're the Alpha Betas. This is the fucking... Delta House. The Delta House. Yeah. Ex- perfect analogy. Thank you. It's, so, the way, so this is the way the festival's broken down. It's three days in a place called the Brooklyn Bazaar, which is an p- old Polish co- like event hall uh, in Greenpoint, Brooklyn. Uh, so when you walk in, there's a big ballroom where they did a lot of the Greenpoint is right across the river, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Where they did uh, like a lot of the bigger shows. They had a rock club upstairs, and they had a basement with a little like 60, 70 seater room that was sponsored by the Stand, which is one of the best clubs in New York. Just came back, and then they had like another another like weird like basement alcove where they would do like weird like other weird shows and podcasts. They had a a, a pop up tattoo studio with a with like a with flash sheets for all the different podcasts. People were walking out with like Legion of Skanks podcast and you know what, dude, Bobby Kelly podcast, tattoos and shit. Wow. It was the most hardcore of the hardcore comedy fans. It was unbelievable. I've never been treated better as a performer anywhere in my life. The whole staff, uh, Chris, uh, Christine Evans and um, 
and Rebecca, who owns Rebecca the, Trent, Rebecca Trent, who owns the uh, the Creek in the Cave. Yes. They're the two main producers of the festival, along with Luis J. Gomez from Legion of Skanks, who runs Gash Digital Podcast Network. They put it all together, and it, from the second I showed up, I it was unbelievable, dude. It, like the gift, it was worth it for the gift bag alone. In in the gift bag, yeah. Let's, let's break let, down the let, gift bag. Lay baby. it on me. I want to hear it. All right, Joe. They give you a little. First of all, it's like a little skank pest fucking backpack, and inside it you have everything you need. What quality of backpack? Like a Jan Sport? What is this? What no, is no, it? it's not that. It's not that high. We're, right. It's, it's, I'm a, just it's curious. A, it's like a little gym. One of those ones with the drawstrings. Okay, cool, cool. You know what I mean? Uh, and talking about your little kit in your car, keep your fresh kit. Yeah. They gave you everything you needed for a festival. They had you had Advil for your hangover. You know, smart. They had ma- they had mouthwash. Oh, I got B twelve as part of mine. By the, by the way, everyone, keep some B twelve pills in your car. Hell yeah, mints emergency, uh, an LSD testing kit, <laughs> a straight up fucking weed pen, just with a with a with a fu- like a cartridge of like fucking uh, like hash oil, uh, a, a tiny little like nug of weed that's like enough for a bowl pack get you going. Um, a flask that said Skankfest on it, and then some of the people, like the more, the top tier, you know, like your Doug Bensons, your Ari Shafirs, got a custom-blown Legion of Skanks pipe, like glass pipe. Oh, cool. Um, and then you know, loose cash. Just take some, take some, have some money, have some walking around money. Just have some money, you know. Uh, Unbelievable, bro. The 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 fucking. Green room is like this little room. It's like a, a basically a giant closet. Graffiti everywhere. They got food and booze as far as the eye could see. They're constantly restocking it. They had fucking masseuses giving massages to the comics in I the green use room, one of bro. Those right now, my it bag. was unbelievable, buddy. And the shows were insane. The 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 fans couldn't be nicer. And it, it, what's weird about it is that like I'm meeting people who are like they're they're diehard fans. And I, they're like, oh, my God, you're performing? And I'm like, yeah. But in my head, I'm like, I'm the same as you. I'm, a fuck, I'm fucking fans of all these guys. And I'm meeting my fucking heroes on the outside. It's like, hey, you know, nice to meet you on the inside. I'm like, holy shit, you're fucking Big J Oakerson. I can't believe I'm taking out with you. It was amazing. That's, it was that's incredible. But you got to know you belong, though, right? Yeah. Do you, you had, know that? Oh, oh I, I, had the, I had that artist pass swinging a big dick, hanging left and right. It was great. Oh, the lanyard? Oh, the love the lanyard. Oh, man, that's incredible, dude. Well, congratulations. Thank you again, very much. Man. It's the coolest thing I've ever been able to do in comedy, for sure. That's really cool. And how did you go about, like, because uh, that's invite only, which makes it even more prestigious. Well. Isn't it? I don't think you submit a clip like n- some festivals, right? Untrue. Oh, you can. They have a whole submission bracket. I oh. submitted. I, but, did not, I did not know that. I but apologize. But unlike... Every other for comedy festival, where if a lot of people, I'm sure a lot of your listeners don't know, the average comedy festival, say you're in, in Des Moines, Iowa, or Detroit, or even Los Angeles, some of the ones in New York, they make comics pay to submit. Yeah. So you pay 25 bucks to submit for them to tell you to go fuck yourself, and yep. then a bunch of other comics go out there and party on your dime, which is fucked up. It's exploitive. I fucking hate that shit. If that's how you run your festival, you should go fuck yourself in the ass because I fucking hate you. You're taking advantage of people, and you're a fucking cunt. You should be able to get the money you want from sponsors or take a loan from your fucking dad. I don't know. <laughs> but you should, you should not be taking money out of fucking open micers' pockets so that middle acts can fucking party. And I hate you if you do that. Uh, so they, they, they book all these headliners, and then they let any comic who wants to submit. They don't take any money from them, and they pay everybody who performs in the festival. So I had opened for Lewis in Chicago. I hosted his shows at the Laugh Factory. So that's how I had met him. Um, this what, is Lewis J. Gomez. Correct. Cool. Uh, and so that's how I got in. Um, I met a bunch of like 
killer comics from New York and all over. I think I was the it was me and Rob Mayhew were the only comics from Chicago. And well, he, Rob used to be in New York. Yeah, yeah, yeah and he's yeah. buddies with all those guys. Totally. Um, but it was it was amazing, dude. the The shows were crazy. I fucking saw Ari Shafir's dick a whole bunch. <laughs> Why? Because he kept pulling <laughs> he it out on stage, out. dude. On stage, the crowds were chanting, "Whip it out, bro!" It was amazing. <laughs> Is that like some kind of inside thing from his podcast or something? No, no, it's just a thing he's been doing for years. Apparently, I didn't know that. It, it was in it was the most free space for comedy he, I have ever seen. He looks like a penis. His head, kind of right, <laughs> is in a weird yeah. way. Uh, he's a very funny guy. I'm not knocking him, but and what's funny? I was talking to Amy Shanker, uh, great comic, who was also on the festival. I like Amy, and we were talking about how she was like, it's. I could not, because people are trying to be like, oh, these fucking Nazis, these crazy people, and, and these just skanks, it's two Jews and a Puerto Rican, and they're like, these Nazis, like, what the fuck are you talking about? Uh, but she was like, I've never felt... Who was it again? It's Okerson? It's Big J. Okerson, Dave Smith, and Louis J. Gomez. Okay, Smith was the one I didn't know. Um, and they started this thing, like, it's all DIY, dude. They started it at the Creek in the Cave, which has, like, a mid-sized room upstairs and a small room downstairs yeah and it's grown to this huge fucking thing now where they sell out months in advance there's hundreds of people there it's huge it's huge dude no i got a lot of respect for what they did and what kills me is when people get mad at them i go what are you like their whole mo is we want to be the most offensive podcast on the internet that's what they're setting out to do and you get upset about that Correct. and they cu- they cut up everybody so when they, I know they got a whole lot of flack for having that Milo guy on, yeah. who I think is a huge piece of shit, probably a pedophile. I wouldn't have him on my podcast, but if but that's not my podcast. Correct. My podcast is people I would like to have a drink with. I don't have a drink with a piece of shit like that. Yeah. Right? That's my thing, though. I'm not knocking them for doing it, nor would I knock anyone for doing whatever they want to do with their There are podcast. people who have horrendous comics on podcasts all the time. All and the I don't time. give a shit. I just don't listen. Just don't listen. Exactly. Just don't listen. So everyone the was going fuck? after them. And all this kind of stuff. And I'm like, well, this is kind of like what they do. And also, do you think they're not going to roll out the red carpet for him? I haven't heard the episode, but I'm sure they gave him a lot of shit. They gave him a ton of shit. And Ari Shafir, who is a huge Jew, is right next there to him. And he's boys with them, yeah. And they're having a blast. Because Ari's in New York now, right? Yeah. See, I met him a couple times in L.A., um, just in passing. Nice guy, funny as hell. Dude, I, I like listening to him talk about comedy. You know, He's, 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 he's really a cool comedy savant, bro. He's like a professor. Yeah, he's totally a professor. He's was a, a pod, he did like a three-hour podcast like way back when, I think in like 2014. I heard it like in 2017, and I actually listened like the whole thing. Oh, I listened to all of them. They were like outside at the comedy store, and he was talking to a few other comics, and they were like bouncing questions off of him, and he was like breaking down like, oh, it took me like three and a half years to get past at the comedy store, and that was three and a half years of hanging out here every day. Oh, longer than that. He showcased, their, than he, that showcased, he showcased there 45 times. Wow, before he finally got past. Correct. It's yeah, I mean, you know, and there are some people out there who just give up after a while. And that's my fucking that that's like my comedy hero, Ari Shafir. And second, the way they closed out the Saturday and Sunday nights is they do a show called the Goddamn Comedy Jam. Yeah, I know it. I know Josh Ann Myers is the best. I dude, love that dude, nicest fucking great guy. guy. Yeah. Nicest guy. Yeah. So the way the show I was real friendly with him in LA. Dude, Good he's guy. great. Yeah, the, I love that guy. Yeah. It, yeah, it's him and Jeremiah Watkins. And great. Jeremiah Watkins man. is probably one of the nicest people in comedy, too. Dude, and a Swiss Army knife, bro. Yeah. Oh, he was on every talented. show, yeah. just bouncing around, doing different shit, killing. Yeah, he's was one of the main dudes on Roast Battle. Yep. Because he was part of, he's the white guy, part of the, what's well, called the Negro Wave. Yep. I could say it. That's what it's called. <laughs> Correct. And, um, and yeah, that's just, he's like the dude that everyone loves. So when he got past at the comedy store, 
I was very happy because it was like, oh, that was well earned and deserved. Fuck yeah. And I'm sure he, I think he auditioned a few, or showcased a few times yep. before he got in. Yeah, and they then switched. Avery Pearson's another guy like that too. He's part of the goddamn comedy. He does the piano. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know if he was there for it. But he wasn't. It was a guitar, a drummer, and a bassist. Yeah. But, but the, was uh, Jeremiah doing the saxophone? Because he plays sax sometimes. Yeah. For that, he, he wasn't doing sax. He was. He plays like the hype man. Yeah. So he's just, he's just getting the crowd super hyped. So it's like. 250 people crammed into this rock club standing room only comics come out they do a set and then they sing a song with the band and it's like real goofy but everyone gets super into it it's so fun much fun as fuck yeah. dude i, I thought it was to do it i never got a chance to but I, man those dudes are fun i i thought it was i thought it was gonna be a little cheesy completely wrong it was fucking awesome honestly the first time i went my buddy mateo lane Who's done it a million times? He's, he's a he's fucking not, opera singer. He's an opera singer. So he did the one. <laughs> yeah. He did. They, they, it was a TV show. I think he did one season. I they did. And, they, and the comic central totally fucked it all up. It, they did. Honestly, that, I was worried about that because I remember going, "How are they going to translate this to, you can't. to television?" There's you some can't. things you just can't. Roast battle was the same way. Roast battle in Los Angeles. Listen, listeners, if you're ever in LA on a Tuesday night, roast battle starts at like midnight. Yep. Get there at like eleven for seats, and you'll see great comics doing like five minutes before that. That was like some of the best stage time in L.A. Hell yeah. Brian Moses, who runs it, would put on like really good comics. Brian Moses is a great dude. Great dude. Doing like five-minute sets, and then he was like shotgun style. So I would do my five, and then I'd be like, all right, your next comic, Toby McMullen. And you'd yeah. be like, your next comic, this part, you know. And then Rose Bay would start at midnight, and it was a, a scene. It was a Tuesday fucking night, and it was – you could not move how Jammed. many people were there. Nuts. And I remember thinking to myself, how are they going to translate this? It's, there's no way this is going to translate well. It would need to be on, like, I always thought Netflix would have been cool, but then there's so much on Netflix. Is someone going to stop and watch comics they don't know roast badly? It's tough. It's, it's tough. I think they, some things you just let live as a live show. Not everything has to be but on But also, television. I'm so hyped for all those guys to get those checks. Hell yeah. That, and that's the what credits. I want. No, yes. That's what I want for two. And we have a lot of friends that have gotten credits off that. Fuck yeah, dude. So for that, I'm 100% on board with that. But you don't want a credit to be. I guess it's fine. It doesn't it matter. It doesn't matter anymore. You're right. You're right. You, put, you throw that Comedy Central logo and you get some you get some more yokels to come out to your show in yeah. Des Moines or whatever. Yeah. So goddamn it gets comedy. gets watered down, but hopefully it does. But goddamn comedy jam, like I was going to say, I agree with you. The first, you were saying like you thought it'd be a little cheesy or whatever. First time I went, I wasn't sure what to expect. Natea went up. I think Robert Jr. went up and Dane Cook maybe. I don't know. I think, yeah, Dane Cook did go up. And it was like, wow, this is like a, a concert. They make it feel very concert-like. Dude, it's crazy. Yeah, it's great. People were moshing. There was a fucking full-blown wall of death while Big J's singing oh, a fucking yeah. a fucking Limp Bizkit song. He's doing break stuff. And I was like, this is so ridiculous. I'm laughing my ass off. I'm standing on the side of the stage. And then I see this mosh pit form, and I'm just like, oh, that's my shit. So I fucking run into the crowd. We're moshing. We're having a great time. And last song, first night, they're like, every comic who's on the festival get up here. So all so the stage is just jammed with comics. The band's fucking collapse. The band's fucking rocking. The whole crowd screaming. And Lewis J Gomez starts grabbing comics and being like, "You ever stage dive before? You ever crowd serve?" People are like, "No," and he's throwing them onto the crowd, right? <laughs> nice. And I'm sitting there like, "Oh, I'm home. I grew up going to punk rock shows. This is my shit." So I just fucking dive into the crowd. I'm crowd surfer, and they surf me across and they bring me back to the stage. And fucking Ari Shafir reaches out grabs me and pulls me onto the stage. And I was like, this is the greatest moment of my fucking life. That's awesome. It ruled. Who, uh, did you open for him at any point? No, 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 did no. he no, just no. recognize you as a comic? I was like, get the fuck up here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Uh, I, yeah, I also said, I said hi to him too quick. I think it weirded him out, bumped me out. But whatever. Really? What do that's you mean, actually, hi to him too quick? That's actually, well, actually, actually, explain that. That's, that's, okay, to... okay. That, that's something I want to talk to you. How are you with the famous hang? Like, because you're a good hang. But how are you with the famous guy? I'm pretty good, man. You're pretty good? <laughs> yeah. Fuck. Um, I'm I trying used... to think if there was ever a time where I messed up. Yeah, you ever hand. you ever blow it? Um... Oh, that's tough. You can't recover. There's no coming back. 
It is tough sometimes. Um, did I ever fuck up a famous hand? I weirded out Mark Norman. Just fucking kills me every day. See, I, I featured for Mark before, so I wouldn't mess that up. Um, I don't consider. Is he famous? He's famous. He's he's, he's, blown, he's 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 the best. I think he's, he's the best joke writer in the country. He's, one of at least. he's he's the he's the comedy fans comic. You know yeah, what I mean? He's, he's if you know, comic. you fucking lo- you know, and you love that if guy. If you know him, you definitely are a comedy fan. No, I don't know. I've I've been pretty fortunate where I've been pretty good with the big hang. Um, I'm usually good. I don't sound cocky, but yeah, I've been I've been good. I'm, good. I'm trying to find a story in which I fucked it up. So it better yeah. it's a better podcast if I could tell you guys all story in which I fucked it up. Um, the not drinking is a big hurdle. Cause I was great with the drinking angst. I never go down. I'm always I'm always down to go to the next spot, keep it going, keep the vibe high. But the not drinking is tough because people look at you like a fucking narc. And I'm not. I'm no sober. People are like vegans. Like you, you meet one cool vegan out of every thousand you meet. So my goal is to like be the the most fun sober person to ever live. The, that well, that's a, a lofty goal. Um, I believe in you though, Toby. I'm sorry. I'm still <laughs> racking my brain to until I fucking relapse time. and then it's game on, baby. <laughs> I was fortunate. You know, when I first met Bill Burr, I could have fucked that up. But oh, luckily, I met him playing hockey. Nice. Ice hockey. Like, you know what I mean? Oh, like, that's a good intro. At, at where the Blackhawks practice. Damn, that's sick. Yeah, because I was at the time I was featuring for Steve Burr a bunch. We're still buddies. Actually, he was in town a few weeks ago. But being a dad, I he texted me at like, he hit me up going, hey, I'm going to be in Chicago tomorrow for the day. But, you know, we're doing some reshoots on something. But I'll hit you up at night if you want to go, like, go to this bar or something. I'm like, yeah, for sure. Text, or, you know, text me and let me know where you're going to be. He called at 11 30 i fell asleep at like 9 30 i was uh, like brutal oh. dude when i don't have shows i'm trying to go to bed as early as possible i feel you so yeah it's a little sad for that in that regard but uh at the time i was featured from a bunch and he was good friends with a few guys in the black including dave bolin who i became buddies with through burn and dave bolin famously scored the game winning goal in the 2013 stanley cup final yep. against the boston bruins game six watch and, that live yeah actually became buddies enough with bolin where i went to his wedding and um, since divorced, not my fault. <laughs> um, I don't know why. I have no idea why I threw that out there. Yeah, it would be a way better story if it was. Which I've brought, I've mentioned that in the podcast before. Like, I sucked his dick, ruined his marriage. Uh. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> champions, neither dick sucked, okay? That's how that works. Just, just, just looking at your friends like, it's not gay, he won the cup. <laughs> yeah, that'd be a great new commercial. You're a hockey fan, James. You know they do those because it's the cup commercials? Did you see, did you see a just fan wiping his mouth? Like, yeah. <laughs> because it's the cup yeah there you go yeah that's so great. um <laughs> we it was um yeah it was right around jfl time yeah and bill burr was in town i think he was doing the chicago theater with jim norton and maybe a tell and stand up or jim jeffries they were doing like the anti-social network show or yeah, something yeah, like yeah. that and um we we're so you know burn hits me up going hey we're getting some ice time we're gonna play like three on three with a goalie you want to play i go yeah i go you know i haven't I'm not. I was never much of a hockey player, but I I, I could skate. I could get yeah, by. Yeah, fuck yeah. Right when I get on the ice, they could all tell I didn't know what the fuck. I, they're like, oh, this guy's gonna be the worst player here by far. Burr skates right up to me and was like, hey, I only picked up the game like a year ago. You you know, and he was talking to me like yeah. just cause, you know we went right into it. And then at one point we were taking a break. Bolin, you know, professional hockey player is doing full ice, full rink slap shots. From like one end to the other, firing him, and we're just like watching it all. Like, you know, like he's at halftime trying to win a car. Yeah, basically just like <laughs> just fucking just putting a lot of zip on him. You know, impressive shit. And uh, at one point, Burr like looks at me like, "Can you imagine being that good at something?" And then I was like, "You know what I love about hockey?" I said to him, "No, when he's a big hockey fan, I go, hockey, you really can't fake. 
And what I mean by that is as soon as I got into this ice, you guys all knew, oh, this guy doesn't know what the hell he's doing. Oh, uh, you can't fake the funk. And so, right. And so I was saying to him, I'm like, if I were de- decked out in official Blackhawks uniform, if Bowling gave me his uniform and we're at the United Center, 22,000 people, and I walk onto the ice for a line shift, as soon as I get in the ice, the whole crowd's like, what's happening with that? Yeah. Who's that? Who is that? You know? Yeah, hell yeah. But I was telling him, if you put, on a, you put me in a Cubs uniform and I'm in the deck circle, nobody's like, nobody's thinking anything to the wiser. Right. They might think it once I get to the plate. But if I'm in the uniform and I'm walking around, I can fool people. 100%. Same with any other sport. Hockey, you cannot fool. People know as soon as you step on the ice if you're for real or not. Dude, same thing. He was like, absolutely, dude. You know how he talks. Yeah, dude. Yeah. yeah. And same with uh, same with skating. You're skate- falling your ass. It's fucking brutal. Like, yeah. Brutal. Yeah. It's uh, same with skating. I can spot. Like, I can pick oh, out. Skateboarding. Skateboarding, yeah. dude, from a mile away. I can tell if you suck or not. Absolutely, man. Yeah, uh, certain things, it's just it's a skill level. That you can't fake. Yeah. Burr came. Burr, Burr was at Skankfest. Nice. He's the best dude. So I said, I met him. I, I met him a handful of times and stuff like that. The next time I met him was the next year during JFL Chicago when that was going on. And I just came from some show I was doing in it. And uh, we were meeting at Tavern on Rush, which is a pretty swanky spot here on, on Rush Street in Damn. Chicago. Oh, you're talking fat ice cubes and those whiskey glasses. Yeah, man. And it was, a, yeah. it was an after party that Vince Vaughn was having. So it was like upstairs where it was just all people you had to know. So I was already feeling like, oh, this is badass, you know. And uh, Burr walks right up and goes, you believe that fucking game? And just starts talking about the NBA Finals. Ah, he remembered me as a sports ah, guy. Ah, that rules. Well, Burr hooked me up because Burr said – like later that, that night or the next day, he goes, you know, when we were leaving, oh, when we were leaving, uh, Burr was like, yeah, I got that show tomorrow at the Chicago Theater, but I'd like to get up tonight. And I go, oh, my buddy Pat McGann's the house I'm seeing at Zanies. I could text him and be like, hey, could, you know, Bill Burr pop by? He's like, oh, you mind doing that? No problem. Text him again going, hey, see if uh, Bill Burr could go by, up tonight, pop in. And McGann's like, of course he can. Yeah. I'm not even going to ask yeah, the right. owner of Zanies or, you know, the guy who runs it, who's a great dude. If I could, if I could squeeze in there, and so I'm like, and he goes, yeah, just pop by anytime. This time, I was like, oh, thanks, man, appreciate it. Burn told him one of my jokes, and he's like, oh, that's fucking hilarious. Oh, so that like, rules. Nice. You need, uh, you I need will, that. You right? need that. You need the Sherpa. Yes. You need the intro, and that's where I fucked up with Ari Shafir. Was we're in the green room, he's sitting down. There's like six of us in there, and I'm sitting and I'm hanging. I'm with my buddy, with our buddy Rob Mayo. We're hanging, we're talking, and I just got up, and we're sitting, and I was like, I can't, I gotta, I gotta go for it. I went up, hey, what up, dude? I'm Toby, nice to meet you. And he was like, oh, cool, nice to meet you, like whatever. And then 30 seconds later, he stands up and comes over to Rob, and I was like, ah, I should have just waited, you know? Well, that's what you meant by fucking up. Yeah, because you, the, 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 someone said this to me one time, and I was like, it would have been cooler if you would have waited, uh, but, but I still don't think you messed uh, it up too bad. Nah, it'll kill me for the rest of my life. Somebody what if I sa- told you Ari listens to this podcast. I would be like, you're a fucking liar. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to send him this the link to this. Oh, they ain't uh, reading that shit. Uh, Someone once said to me, they were like, if if you go to them, you're a fan. If they come to you, you're an equal. And I was like, oh, that's good advice. So well, we now a, you know it going forward. We got I a question know. in the comics. Chad wants to know if anyone's fucked up a hang with you guys. Oh, a million people. Yeah, enough where we don't remember their name. <laughs> like I can't oh tell you anything. God. I can't tell you someone specifically where I'm like, oh, man, get the fuck away from me, that guy. Uh, I, I, can, I, I can, but I don't want to throw anyone under the bus like that. I'm but we understanding, can, we, though. I okay, let, okay, let's, okay, let's do this, then. Let's, we, can go, we can go real general with it. Let's break down the, the, the broad strokes things that get you fucking automatic DQ from the hang. You're in the penalty box. You got, you're done. You're fucking red card. You're out. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I know one. Here's one. Someone did this where they brought up something where it's like, I don't know you, but you have heard a story about me. Yes. So you're bringing up a story about me to try to be cool with me. 
oh, in hate a that. weird way. Hate that. You know what I mean? He's roommates of people who know me. Right. But I've never met him really. That's that's one of the that's weird. That's one of the weirdest things about the famous hang is that there's there's a deficit of information where I I know so much about you and you don't know nothing about me. You, yeah. I, I'm I'm a fucking I'm I'm the clerk at McDonald's. Like I'm just any guy. Yeah. So that's and when people come at you with like the oh I know about this like 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 they already know you it's fucking weird dude yeah I said what's up to Chris Chelios so I did this thing with uh, Ryan Dempster who's a former pitcher for the Cubs he does these great events um, I mentioned on the podcast last week he did it at Park West so I was just like the warm up comic I went up first and kind of warmed up the crowd get them all hyped up and everything and then it's like a live talk show style yeah. with like former athletes and Jeff Garland was there I talked to Jeff Garland for a little while but he's done comedians you should know so I had like an in and so we were cool. Right. But Chris Chelios was like a surprise unannounced guest. And this is one of the greatest. He's a hockey hall of famer, one of the greatest Blackhawks of all time. And when he walked in, you know, he's standing right there. I'm like, hey, how you doing? I'm Joe. He's like, oh, I'm Chris. And I wanted to be like, I know who the fuck you are. But I didn't say that. Right. So that's what they have. There are people who are so famous, they never have to introduce themselves. Yeah. You know? Like when I met Robin Williams, I just said, hey, I'm a big fan of yours. Right. I knew in my head there's no way, because I was still new in comedy. I'm like, there's no way. Yeah, I'm yeah. Ever gonna... It would be weirder if you're like, I'm Joe, what's your name? He's like, oh, oh Robin, nice to meet you. <laughs> <laughs> well, they wouldn't have done it that way. But I remember thinking to myself, do I tap him on the shoulder and tell him that was great? Do I try to play it cool? How am I going to do this? And I thought to myself, Robin Williams is decades older than me, decades ahead of me. We're never going to hang. This is just not a thing. We're never going to be buddies. And, and even let so. The, let go of that dream. And even so, if it did come to the point where it's like, oh, years later, I, I, I'm opening for him for some weird reason, whatever right. the stars aligned. And uh, I would have I would have made it so he didn't kill himself, by the way, guys. I'm good about that. But uh, No, he would have you know, met you. Then he would have killed himself quicker. No. <laughs> um, but I remember thinking to myself like no i gotta do it i want to be able to tell people like i shook robin williams hand he was at a, he was at old town um no he was at town hall pub town hall pub on oh nice entertaining julia right yeah yeah uh, i was back when um jenna friedman ran it mm. oh nice yeah, she was the originator oh shit who I didn't was know on the that. daily show who's a producer on the daily show and was and one of like the correspondents on the daily show for a while and she's done conan and i think she has a special on something right she's yeah. done a kind of such a high fire netflix to. thing yeah pretty sure she has one and uh, and she met him somewhere and was able to get him to pop in because he was in town doing something. I think he was in town yeah. doing Oprah or whatever. Yes. This was probably like 2009-ish. And I was with CJ Sullivan and Flannery at um, back – now it's called G-Man Tavern. It used to be called the Ginger Man. Yeah. Yep. And um, I didn't realize it was, they legally changed it to G-Man to separate from the – I don't know what the fuck's going on. Anyway, it doesn't matter. stupid point I brought up. And I'm just like, fuck, I got, I got to do it. I tapped him on the shoulder, and he turned around, I'm like, hey, that was fantastic. I just wanted to let you know I'm a big fan. And he was like, oh, thank you very much. You know, he actually did the two hand handshake. Oh, that's yeah. nice. so, uh, that's great. Fucking baller move. I feel like on his end. Oh man, you touched the hands that killed him. But uh, I told people where I brought, Christ, I, I brought some friends around with some celebrity stuff. Like my wife, um, she was not ready for. Not, not, she was totally cool about it, but she's very chill. She's got a great poker face. We played whirly ball with uh, Vince Vaughn and Peter Billingsley. <laughs> and laser tag. Oh, laser that's was. And laser tag was really funny because um, one team was like me, Steve Bolin, and my wife, Nicole. I would have lit Vince Vaughn up and be like, this is for every movie you did with Jennifer Aniston. <laughs> <laughs> I was get, getting him pretty good, but that dude's really good at stuff. So he was a solid <laughs> laser tag player and a great whirly ball player. For those of you guys who don't know, whirly ball, I think, is pretty... 
It's not like nationally known. Yeah, no. It's big in Chicago and big in maybe some but, Midwest well, places. Well, it's it's the deep dish pizza of activities. Sure, it's it's the best. It should be national. It should what be everywhere. What does that mean, Toby? That could mean a lot of things. Oh, that means that it's overrated and it's for tourists. I fucking hate you. Uh, I don't think it's for tourists. I know lifelong Chicagoans who go nuts for Whirly Ball. Yeah. I th- uh, Dude, I when was... I was nine years old, we everyone every like nine and ten year old had their birthday party at Whirly Ball. Yeah. And it was like the best. <laughs> Sam, there's got... things where not no offense, not to cut you off just then, but I, this was on my head. This was on my head the other day, James. I've heard people like I was at a bar in Logan Square not that long ago. I think I was doing a show or something, and I ever heard someone say, "No Chicago and calls it Chi Town." That is a racist statement because do you know who calls it Chi Town? Black people, black Chicagoans on the South Side and the West Side call it Chi Town. You could say no white North Siders call it Chi Town, but if you're new to Chicago, you've only been here for a few years, and you're going to say no Chicagoans call it this. You have shown yourself as being, oh, you only stay in the neighborhood you live in, despite it being a big city. You don't really know people outside your circle. If I recall yeah, correctly, there was a and Chicago, I'm not knocking you for that. There was a branded Chicago like uh, indie company by Sean Monroe called Chi Town Comedy. Yeah, yeah. So no, like, sh- oh no, uh, South Side, West Side, they yeah. call it Chi Town all the time. Yep. White North Siders, if they say, it, get made fun of, and I don't think it's for cultural appropriation. They think calling it Chi Town is lame. Yeah. Right, like when people call San Francisco Frisco, no one's doing that shit. Yeah, I mean, may, I don't know though, but maybe die, maybe born and raised people are there. But I, deep dish is more touristy. I only had it growing up, if like once in a while, or if like people from my, like relatives from out of town were coming right. to town. So I agree with I you on that. Whirly ball to me though, going to Whirly ball on most nights. It is mo- more Chicagoans than tourists. Yeah, I guess you're right. That's, I, I just that's, think it's overrated. That's I think fair, it's overrated. That's fair. You have to fuck a fucking ball. Okay, so this in. is this is what Whirly Ball is. If you don't know, Whirly Ball is a game that's played in bumper cars on basically a basketball court, where instead of a net on the backboard, there's a circle cut out with like a, a bouncy net, and you have. These shitty it's little like a, lacrosse scoop sticks. Kind of like sticks. a lacrosse. Only the scoop part of the lacrosse. Yeah, yeah. Handheld. Like, yeah, like if you were to, when you go to the dollar store and they have beach toys and they have, it's like a scoop that you would toss a ball back and, and forth. And it's a big wiffle ball and you try to pass it, but you're bashing into each other. You could get really good whiplash. As a dude, I know when I'm about to get that impact, I kind of like lift my ass up so I don't hurt my nuts because you could fucking hurt some nuts on those. See, and that's what people say, but, the, but I had a complete opposite experience where the cars were too slow. They were too hard to control. That you don't have a you, steering wheel. You, you have car. a stick. You get a bum car every now and then. But if you get a good car and you know what you're doing, man, oh, it is a treat. I love that game. It was fun. I had a, I did not have fun. Well, laser tag Sounds was like hilarious you're because bad at it. my buddy. I'm excellent. Okay. <laughs> we'll see. My buddy Derek said that because they were calling stuff out on Vince Vaughn's laser team. Every now and then they would yell out like Blue 47 or something. And I'm thinking, isn't this from Wedding Crashers? This is weird. It's, you know, it's funny. And Vince is a really nice guy. I like that dude. And uh, I guess what he would say, Blue 47 meant nothing. But then if he said, like, swarm, it meant everybody shoot Joe's uh, girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> so then my wife, I told her, like, like, she wasn't my wife yet, but I told her, I'm like, hey, Derek told me that that's what they were doing. And she goes, well, that makes sense. Because I always thought, like, this is unfair. What the hell's happening? I, th- um, I think also it could be said that I, I only ever went there for, like, work parties when I used to work restaurants gigs. So it was like bad hang, not a great crew. Although the laser tag was great because there was a manager that I fucking hated, and I hunted that motherfucker like predator, <laughs> nice. bro. Dog, that was my only goal. Was I was like ruin this guy's night, and I did. I made him melt down. I just, I was just in the cut, just lighting him up the second he would come off the fucking charge station, and he was just, just, <laughs> just fuck. And I was like, yes, <laughs> this is every time you made me stay late. I'm gonna. Ru- 
ruin this game for you. Dude, I promise if there were like a bunch of comics down to do Whirly Ball, you'd have a blast. That's probably true. You would. No, we got to do this. True. We used to do this back in the day. I get Facebook memories for every now and then. There was a time where it was like 2010 where I think it was Lisa Traeger, myself, uh, Danny Callis, Junior Stopka, um, James Fritz, a couple other comedians. We went to Laser Tag. A fun drinking game for this episode is is drink every time we drop a name. You'll be in a fucking coma. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, some names you can say I'm dropping, but when you're just listing people you're with, is that dropping names? No, no, no. I'm just saying it's fun. I hear you, you know. Uh, I always get pet peeved when people are like, oh, look, someone's dropping names. I'm like, you guys know who I was with. What the fuck am I supposed to say? <laughs> with human beings, describe them. I'm like, all right. Well, uh, one's got eyes and a hair. Reason. I don't have to tell you. So, um, yeah, we did laser tag. We went to Chuck E. Cheese, which was super fun. Like, we got to start doing stuff like that. There's a laser tag place not that far. You can take the Montrose Irving bus. It's like yeah. in Harlem, like Harlem and Irving by the hip, by the mall there. It's called Laser Quest. Oh, yeah. oh, I know Laser Quest. Dude, by yeah, car, baby. it's like 12 minutes from here. Yeah, that's fun. It's fucking easy, man. Yeah, so we got, we should do shit like that again. That was a lot of fun because yeah. we come up with strategies. I got into it with some 12-year-olds. But, um, yo, dude. Yo, best thing I've ever seen in Laser Tag is I was playing. I was like 13, and I'm playing in this real shitty spot that had the – it was like real dingy, but they had the gnarliest fog machines, like industrial strength. Yeah, this had that too. And I'm playing, and out of the fog – I see this kid who had to be like maybe 10 comes running out of the fog, no vest, no gun. And I was like, how did this kid get loose in here? And then out of the fog comes this fucking fat ass. This dude had to be like 250, like five foot five, just a complete lard ass with the kid's vest over his vest, double gun in it, like the fucking Big Gulp Neo, just lighting fools up. So they would hit him, and it wouldn't hit hit his vest. It would just get the points on the kid. So he he, he looks like a fucking Navy SEAL when he gets out of the game. Like, he's, like, got a million points. No, untouched. It's fucking hilarious. This man's a legend. Yeah, dude. That's impressive. Dude, so I was going to say, when you... Rob should have prepared you. He failed you as a friend. He should have said, chill over here. He'll come by. Well, no, done that. I, no, the thing is that I knew that. I knew it. Okay. You know? And I I'm, let myself. I got, I, got, I got too eager. But you were right about there's a, the information is completely it's unbalanced. Correct. The famous person, regular people, we know so much about this person. Correct. Where they don't know anything about you. And even the down-to-earth cool ones, which I, I, most of the famous people I've met have been super cool, especially professional athletes. Yep. I, I think they, you know... And he's like, and he's like famous, famous cool, now. If you treat them cool, they're being normal. normal being a normal fucking person. But I tell people, I go, when you meet these guys, just be cool. Don't yep. be like, have your autograph. Don't be don't like, don't be over eager. Because don't, then don't be not, like, don't be like huge fan. You then you you're not even on the the, the playing field. You could field say, hey even. man, I respect your work. Yeah, that's, that's fine. Good. But even yeah. then, you don't need to say that. Correct. If you if you're later talking about stuff, like I just think, be a person, approach them naturally. Correct. Person first. Yeah, fan but then, never. I, but some people are like, no, fuck that. I want to get a picture. Yeah, no, gross. You could later never, get a pi- never get a picture. As a comedian, you should never get a picture. Never get the picture. I think there's a time when you could sneak one in. I, mean, I don't if need it's the like picture. a group shot or something cool. Yeah, a group shot or something. It can be. It can be finagled. Yeah, crop all your friends we out. We took a group shot. With, <laughs> I took a group shot it. with Carrie Wood when I met him at uh, Dempster's thing last year, and with. Um, the group shot is group acceptable, shot with Rizzo. but the, the, the single, the selfie, brutal. Don't I think it. I think it's not good for you. Like if you were like, "Hey, Arik, I got a picture with you," it would have come off as lame because it's yeah, like, "Dude, we're comics, we're equals." Yeah, bad luck. That's different. But if you were to meet Bernie Sanders tomorrow, oh, in selfie immediately. If yeah, Let's if you go. you know what I mean, like my buddy yeah. Mike Stanley met Larry Dave, and he's like, 
I got, I'm going to do it. I mean, I, I, although I wouldn't bother Larry David for that because I think I'm just too cool about it. But he said Larry David was just like, yeah, I, Larry David gets it. I, 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 don't, I don't want the picture. I can't even think of anyone that I would be like, I have to get a picture. Um, Maybe The Rock. Yeah. Well, if you're a legend... It, yeah, I, I think to. it depends I mean, and there's, on the circumstance. There's, and, and there's also a level of famous person where it's like, we're never going to oh, hang. Getting, no, yeah, you're we're getting never the rock. Yeah. You're, you're, gonna the, you're getting the picture with The Rock. The you got to get the picture. I don't think The Rock has friends because he's you know so I, famous. He yeah, has, dude. Like, fans, his his only friends are pain inside of a gym. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Whoever spots him at the gym is his boy. He might not yeah. even have a spotter. He doesn't need a spotter. No. no, he does not. Kevin Hart might be his friend, maybe. Yeah, because they can be like, everyone on the planet knows us. That's pretty crazy, right? Yeah. So you want to go rent out Disney for the day so we can have some free time? <laughs> they don't know. They work in spaces. They, they, make a, they make a billion dollars for Disney every year. They don't have to rent shit. Yeah. Now, someone told the story about some comedian said. Tom Segura. Was it Tom? Yeah, yeah. when he went to go hang out. No, I remember that story. But there was another story where Kevin Hart invited a comedian to go to Disneyland, you know, in L.A., for like his kid's birthday party. Wasn't it Joey when, Diaz? Maybe? maybe it was Joey Diaz. And when he got there, he's like, oh, this is just this is your, your kid's part? birthday party. <laughs> he thought it was like, oh, my, I'm having my kid's birthday party at Disneyland. And it would be, oh, cool. I'm going to bring my daughter or whoever. Yeah. And it would be 30,000 other people who are yeah. 100,000 people that are at Disneyland yeah. every day. But no, it was me and the thirteen other me and other parents and the thirteen kids that were invited to this party. Jesus Christ! How much Disneyland. does that fucking cost? There's a there's a price. I'll find it. Paul. Yeah, see if you can but find Tom Segura yeah. told a cool thing, and this actually made me like Kevin Hart a lot. And I've always do. I've got a ton of respect for Kevin Hart. Oh, me too. I, I, like I'm not a biggest fan of his stand up. I'm not like oh his specials out. I got to watch. I don't really, but I do think the guy's awesome. I think I think I think him doing that one special with the pyrotechnics. I think that's one of the funniest things that anyone's ever done. I have to check that one out. I it's my friend seriously telling, funny. I saw thought that was pretty good. My oh, friend telling me about the pyro was funnier than the actual bit he did with it. But the idea of a comic having pyro that he can set off as like the Bernie Mac, I ain't scared of you, motherfuckers, kick it moment. Oh, I'm yeah. just like hit him with the flames, and then blam right. is fucking fun. That's fun. It's fun as shit. Surprisingly affordable. No way. If we got enough people together, we could do this. Uh, as of 2016. One hundred and eighty thousand dollars to rent out Disney that's for a day. That's affordable. Day. Fuck you. There's okay. no way Dog. that's correct. Okay, hear me out. There's no way that's right. If you right. get three hundred people to do that, yeah, but then we're so. But then, but, but now we're five hundred bucks a person. But, but now we're talking lines. No, five hundred bucks a person is very is affordable for that, that is type of super event. Super affordable. It's just you. Oh you would come God. up with the money for that. You would. You it's would. It's a comedy festival, something. dude. Let me no hold on. There's no way $180,000 to rent out for the day. That's that's what I'm saying. Are you sure that's here. not for an hour? No, that's that is for. <laughs> so that was the price. How for, many people annually on a daily go? How many people? Oh, they make they make like they make like a million dollars a day. So because so I'm gonna do a the reception math with the maximum of 300 guests could follow in a Fantasyland World Disney World sees 2,000 weddings per year. Well, this may be every little girl's princess dream. The starting price to rent the park. That's the starting price. Okay, so it, it does get more oh, expensive. That, you that, that, that's five rides in a churro. But yeah, 180000 <laughs> No way. This is um, probably for like to rent a certain part of the park. Yeah. Because, dude, they... Potentially. If they, it's, it says to rent It costs $100 park. to go to Disneyland. Right. Maybe like one ten. A day passes a hundred bucks. Right. right. And, then, and then you're talking concessions. So, so 1,800 people, and then you get... That's 180,000. 180, yeah. They I mean, get way more than 1,800 people more. in Disney. Way more. Way, yeah, way they more. Do. But Plus concessions is that, is that, that, is that, that Also, is that land or world? Uh, this is world. This is world. This is the big Which one. Which is in Orlando. Which I is think. Big. Hold on. Let me see. Let me see. Hold on. Uh, 
Ma- okay, numbers right. just cannot magic, be This is Magic Kingdom. This is Magic like Kingdom. Zero's missing. So probably for, for World, I would imagine maybe a milli for yeah. all of World. Yeah, I would say. Um, yeah, but back to your point. No, I didn't open for any any shows. The way that the way it was broken down, the festival, was the stand stage in the basement, the the smallest room, which still sat a good number of people, um, was like comedy store, pass the mic, tag team style, where the show started at three, and then it was just every comic, do a set, no host, give it to the next comic, and then it just ran until like one. So I did two sets down there over the weekend. Nice. Um, and then I was in New York for that whole week doing spots all around. I did New York Comedy Club, which is amazing. You ever been there? I believe I have been in New York Comedy Club. It was great. Apparently, people were saying that it used to suck ass back in the day. It's fucking killer now. I think I've been in New York Comedy Club. Is that the one up on like 80-something Street? No, they have one on That's like, Stand Up New York. I think I'm Stand Up New York. Yeah, they have one on like 42nd, and they opened a new one on 4th Avenue. That, that's the one I have been to the 4th Avenue one for sure. It's I think I've been there. Killer. I don't know if I've performed, but I know I've been great. inside. Uh, yeah, it. I got to make a New York trip. Big soon. fan. I got to go to New York and hit up uh, some of the shows. Uh, I can't, a lot of the I shows can't that I used to regularly do, though, have new producers now, so I don't know if they know me. So now I got to be yeah. like, I did the show back oh, when you weren't there. Buddy, I found out I was going a month out and called in every fucking oh, favor a month's I out have. Tough. A month out is, is tough. A month you gotta, out is tough. You got to give a. You gotta give a dude, I'm going to go to LA three months, at, at the end of this months. year. Yeah. Give a good three months, man. Yeah, I'm saying. Good 12 yeah. weeks. You got to give these people a heads up. That's the way to do it. The last thing I'll say about when you meet celebrities, this is advice to everyone listening. If you meet celebrities, it depends on the situation. If you're it in, does. If you're in a situation where you're like, oh, I'm going to be hanging out with this person tonight, then be cool, be normal, treat them like you would anyone else. They're just a person who has a cooler job than any other person you'd meet. Correct. They want to be treated normal like Correct. everyone else, right? But if it's one of those things where it's like, oh, we're in passing, still be cool, don't act, don't be like a fucking, oh my god, are they? Don't. Yeah. You don't need to be that way, right? They get it, they they understand that. I do think there's a way you could approach to get a picture if that's what you want in yeah. a normal way. I definitely think there's a way like that. The one celebrity that I was actually like, but if oh, you're I'm ever, if you're, this picture, yeah. Rob Ford, who's now dead. Who, who the fuck is Rob Ford? Who's the, the mayor, mayor of Toronto? The crackhead mayor. The mayor oh, shit, yeah. The crackhead mayor. I got a picture of him. Oh, now. that's fun. Yeah, that oh, that's fun. Yeah. Me and my little brother got a picture with Bobby Hall, who was like this all-time great Blackhawk. Got to like, get a picture with him. Found out it's not a great you know how You know how they, you, you know how the people will be like, the real locals tour of whatever city? Yeah. I would have loved to go on the Rob Ford tour where he's like, this is where the good crack is. This is the this is where you get the good deal on the hookers. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> but you got to know the situation. I've got friends who got pictured with Conor McGregor when he was in Chicago, but Conor knew people are going to want to take my picture. Right. So they were talking about like, oh no, he was stopping and taking pictures. Yeah. See. So it, it's the setting. If it you is. See a someone in a restaurant, leave them the fuck alone. Yeah. Read the room. Read the room. That's all it is. It's and real if you simple. get if you get backstage cool. somewhere. Drink the free booze. Shut the fuck up. Oh yeah, if you're backstage somewhere, drink the free booze. Don't you don't want it to like be like, oh, I want to be there because if they think you're just part of the crew, then you'll really live a night. Yeah, you'll live a really cool yes. night, and they might trust you enough where you pull out your camera because you're singing a uh, drunk karaoke with some band. They think, oh, this guy's cool. You yeah, I mean? that's, that's great. All right, um, last thing, but when we wrap up the podcast, we'll be doing a little over an hour. I want to keep it tight. This hour week. fifteen. Yeah. Hour fifteen. So maybe I should save this part for the. Patreon. Oh, you throw out a tease. Yeah, let's do that. We'll cut it off. All right, we'll cut it off now. Um, Toby, uh, first of all, everyone, thanks for listening. Check out the stuff on YouTube. I'm going to do a little bonus with uh, Toby right now. Can I give a hint of what it's about? Yeah, give him a taste. A little taste. It's going to be about uh, a one Louis C.K. Oh, yeah. Yep, 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 yep. I was talking about the other booze thing. 
yeah. about locals. Maybe we could just do like one or two quick minutes of like what uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. for how no not locals about we're talking about drinking at a local. How you could tell someone's a real drinker. You mentioned if someone doesn't have a local bar, they're not a real drinker. Correct. Where is your place to go for free shots? That's a great question to ask someone. Yep. Um, I think if you count your drinks, you are not a real drinker. Oh yeah, no way. That's insane. Anyone right. who's ever done a count, it's like, dude, what are you? A junior in high school. Yeah, it was whack. Super fucking. Lame. If you if you tip a dollar on a beer and a shot, that's I can't trust you. That's so you a get two, a beer and a shot, and you just leave one buck. No, I, that's so that's so good for me. You get two bucks. You, you, dollar do, a drink. Dollar a drink. Dollar a drink. That should be a, a constitutional law. If you don't tip on water, I don't trust you. Yeah, I think it depends on how much uh, real estate you're holding on to. Like if you're sitting at the bar and you drink a water, you better tip. Yeah, but if you're like, if I. Get a round of drinks, bring them back to my table, and then go to the bartender. Going, okay, oh, get a water too, but I already tipped on the five drinks I just brought back to the table. Then I don't think you have to yeah, give them. Yeah, right. I agree. Right, I agree. and I was a bartender for for several years, sure. so I'm going off my own experience what yeah, I would yeah. expect. Yeah. I'm like, no, you just got no. Take the fucking water. I don't want a buck for the water. That's yeah. what I would say. Um, another one, if if a drink gets spilled. And your reaction to the drink and spilled is, oh, no. Or, like, oh, party lo- foul. Party foul, lost soldier, or you do the oompa bullshit, yeah. you're, you're lame. Yeah, that's, fuck out of here. That's that just sucks right there. Uh, what else is one where it's like you are definitely not a real drinker? Um, real drinkers don't complain about the shot they get for free. Oh, yeah, whatever it is. Whatever you get for free, you drink that and you say thank you. Yeah. Hundred percent. That's how I view that. Right That's just there. a rule for life. That yeah. should be a rule for life. Give me free shit. Right you better there. be grateful for it. Yeah, hell yeah. Uh, yeah. See, free shit. You say thank you. This podcast is free. Do the Patreon. For the rest. <laughs> all right, all right. You guys are the best. Thanks for. Oh, I gotta give a shout out to like Big Cat. Big Cat from Barstool Sports uh, gave a shout out to Killgallons Pub on his own personal Instagram. Hey, which is super cool of him. That Big dude's cat. fucking Woo-hoo. awesome. Um, Had a way to big Congratulations game. to him on having a kid recently. Next time I see him, we're going to talk about dad stuff. Little cat, um, little cat. Yep. So yeah, little cat, right there, man. So again, thanks for everyone checking out Killgallons Pub. Uh, subscribe on iTunes, rate, review, all that good stuff. Tell your friends, tell your mom. I love you guys. And follow me on Instagram at Toby McMullen. And on YouTube. And on this YouTube. Dude's got a lot of talent. So follow him and all the podcasts. MCMULN. People of Comedy Network. Cheers.